0: Coming up on today's episode of Membership and Subscription Growth.
1: Subscription boxes, in many ways, have become the new form of product discovery. A lot of consumers get upset when they see that, you know, there's a great new offer for new subscribers, but I'm already a subscriber and I don't get that offer.
0: Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Scrobe. We've got a very special guest today, Liz Cadman, the founder and CEO of MySubscriptionAddiction.com, the single largest affiliate for almost every subscription box out there, uh, with thousands of subscription box opening videos and reviews, and tens of thousands of Followers who are waiting to hear from Liz and her editors on which subscription boxes they should be subscribed to. So this is a great program because Liz is really at the center of this entire subscription box movement. Uh, we're going to talk about the social changes that are creating subscription box growth why so many subscription boxes fail and what you can do instead. And the types of customers, uh, really a customer profile uh, for the subscription box industry so you know who you should be targeting. And something very special is Liz's recommendations for which subscription boxes you should pay attention to and subscribe to and study so that you could launch your own subscription box or really any subscription at all. Uh, you're going to learn a ton from Liz. And uh, I, without delay, let's go ahead and jump on in and uh, get into my interview with Liz Cadman from My Subscription Addiction. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth. My guest today is Liz Cadman with My Subscription Addiction. Welcome, Liz. I'm so excited to have you on the program.
1: Thank you for having me,
0: so uh you uh have really established yourself as the hub of the subscription box world. uh how did you get started with my subscription addiction and and grow it to such a you know phenomenon within the uh the box world?
1: uh thank you um, well, I started it in the summer of two thousand and twelve i had a Birch Box subscription and was starting to look for more because I just truly loved getting boxes in the mail. It was so much fun. I loved discovering new products that way and the value, getting a great value box is awesome too. Um, and so I was trying to figure out which ones I should sign up for next and get a good sense of like what can I expect to get from this box every month. And I really couldn't find any like third party resource online besides the box itself showing you like what a typical box looks like. Um, so I decided I would start cataloging what I receive every month because you know maybe other people are looking for that kind of information too before they make a subscription box purchasing decision. Um, and it turns out that is what a ton of people search for before making a purchasing decision. They usually search for you know uh, box reviews, Ipsy reviews, stuff like that. Um, so that's why I started the site, and uh, we were very fortunate of, like the timing and the content we had that. Um, we had a ton of organic growth um, due to search engine traffic. And, um, yeah, we've been going at it ever since. And I say we because I started it myself, and then my husband joined, and uh, now we have, um, you know, see, over seven additional full-time employees and then a lot of part-time employees who, who write reviews too. So um, it's been an amazing growth. That when I started, I just wanted to solve a problem I had. I didn't see this coming, but i really appreciative to be a part of it now.
0: That, that is amazing. And, you know, I mean, they've had um, subscription of the month programs for decades, you know, book of the month and tie of the month and candy of the month. Why do you think subscription boxes have taken off so much over, you know, the last five years since you since you created My Subscription Addiction?
1: So my hypothesis is that it is very much connected with the growth of online shopping compared to brick and mortar. I think that um, whereas consumers a decade ago would be going to a store to buy things, and that's how they would browse and discover new products that they hadn't known about before. Um, Now if I need paper towels or something, I'm ordering it on Amazon, and that's the one thing I go to purchase, and so I'm not seeing all these other potentially new cool products. So I think that subscription boxes um, in many ways, have become the new form of product discovery, and it really aligns well with how we shop now.
0: Wow, that is, that is actually very fascinating when you think about it. Because before, you used to walk through a store, and uh, fi- I, you know there would be an end cap or some sort of merchandising, mm-hmm. and you would find a new product. And now, you know that's not in people's lives, and so they're that's that's fascinating that they're going to these boxes in order to replace that. That's it's really really interesting now. Uh, a lot of you know a lot of boxes come and go i know that uh, you know subscription my subscription addiction is for some people in the industry kind of the way they try to keep up with what boxes are out there and mm-hmm. uh, the the growth and, and then even you know looking at you know some of the boxes that were existed and disappeared what, what why do so many of the boxes that get created sort of fall by the wayside and, and seem to disappear almost as quickly as they're they're launched?
1: Sure. Um, so I think when we do see some boxes not, you know, make it long-term, um, sometimes it might be an oversaturated uh, segment of the market, right? So um, right now, for example, there are a ton of different beauty boxes in the 10 and $15 price point. Um, if a company wanted to launch there and they didn't have, like, a a defining quality that made them different than Birch Box, different than Ipsy, I would say that they're really a challenging thing to, to su- succeed at. Um, so that's, I think sometimes you just see like, for example, I think I want to say every year we see like a couple trends where we're just like, wow, there are a ton of boxes right now for this category. Like this almost seems like it's it might be too much. Um, mm-hmm. So like, um, you know, uh, for example, like maybe like dog boxes, like it's, It's tough to compete with BarkBox unless you can like clearly identify like, you know, we're going to send you only organic treats, or we're going to send you only things that are made in the USA, or something that BarkBox doesn't promise currently. Um, But if you're just pretty much selling the exact same thing as BarkBox at the exact same price point, I think it's harder to to take some consumers with you. Um, So there's that. I think also in general, customers are looking for value. Um, When we do polls of our audience, that's always, at the top of what they appreciate in the box, so they want to know that they they got a good value for, compared to what they paid. Um, they know that some items in the box might not be for them, but the the high value compared to the cost helps them uh, mitigate the risk. So, some companies like, you know, they might send out a box with a retail value that's identical to what uh, the cost is, and for some boxes that's okay, but it might not be a huge. Success comparable to, um, you know, Walmart Beauty Box or something like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Fascinating, and it, it's well, it, it's so many folks, of, so many of us come from the publishing world of the subscription business, and uh, where you're delivering paper and ink, and the inherent value of that is practically zero, and so this the the, the entire scale of measuring the value of exactly what's delivered versus the price of what's delivered is really pretty new in this whole subscription and membership world that uh it, I could see how it'd be quite a quite a challenge but uh but when when um when cost consumers get merchandise that they could kind of you know measure the actual value versus what the what their what their price was I could see how that would come around it's a fascinating concept within the subscription world
1: yeah and one thing i'll say too like because we have um certain boxes that you know just cannot compete with for example amazon books right like so there are lots of lovely book subscription boxes but they'll they'll never be able to get um books for less than what amazon's selling them for um, and so, a lot of times, these boxes add value by, you know, you're getting a book, and then you're getting some other great items, and maybe some of those items are exclusive designs or exclusive partnerships for subscribers. So, um, you know, it's not necessarily something that someone's like, "Oh, I looked that up, and it's two dollars." It's something you can't really put a price tag on, and it makes you feel special and part of something. So, um, while you know it's a challenge, I think there are some creative ways around it that really make. Um, subscribers feel like uh, they received a really thoughtful box hmm.
0: and and there's a lot of um, you know certainly within the subscription box world uh, the, the the tremendous growth has attracted a lot of entrepreneurs who are looking to create their own own business, but it 's also getting a lot of attention from a lot of large publishers that are, you know that have been in the subscription world uh, maybe for decades but now are thinking about. Uh, branching out and creating a subscription box, what have you seen is uh, really the best path of success for an established subscription company that maybe already has some paid subscribers, but they've been, you know, selling media or um, you know access to content, and now they're looking to create a subscription box.
1: Uh, sure. So I think um, one great example I can think of immediately is the Lore Beauty Box. So that's a collaboration with the Lore Magazine, and it makes so much sense, right? They're the experts on all things beauty, and their editors actually pick out the beauty items they want to be featured in the box. And they already have these established partnerships with these brands. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of a win-win thing, and you have that inherent trust from readers who um, have read the magazine for years and trust that these are like the great new products to try. Um, so I think that that's uh, really, you could look at it like such an advantage too, right? Is that you already are familiar with these brands. You already have editors that and, and writers that are experts in these fields. And then, you know, how do you leverage that?
0: Nice. Um, and, and I think having that list and uh, is is a tremendous advantage. Any... Um, and of course, you've created a tremendous following. Uh, you know, now I guess you would be called an influencer. Um, I think just probably a couple of years ago, uh, you'd have been a blogger. But now, all of a sudden, we've we've <laughs> rebranded you as a uh, as an influencer that uh, has a following and a lot of where a lot of folks are coming to see your content. Um, how would you know, somebody who's creating a box approach you or somebody like you in order to uh, maybe partner with you in order to uh, get new customers for their subscription box.
1: Sure. Um, so, one thing with with our site um, is that first and foremost, we always want to be putting forth content that we know that we think our readers will really love. Um, so, if a box contacts us and they want to send us a box to review, um, and and we think that. Our readers would would love to see what's in that box. We will figure out a way, uh, and also assuming we have a a good set of a reviewer on the team. Like once in a while, we might get a box that we're just not. We don't have anyone who's passionate about that box. We don't think we could do um, proper job reviewing it. But um, we review boxes at no cost, um, just because that's the, the content that we want our readers to see and that we feel they're excited about. Um, so that's a great way to get exposure in general. Um, I would say if you're reaching out to people um, at level one, you don't have to spend money to get your box reviewed. And if people are asking for that, you know, keep looking because um, that's that's not necessary. Um, and then, uh, secondly, though, we do offer um, you know different levels of sponsorship on our site as well. So getting more visibility for your box, um, whether that's in our newsletter. Um, in our directory, uh, things like that. Um, so that kind of like once we do a review, we post 30 plus posts a day, so you'll get a lot of eyeballs on it mm-hmm. that first day, but it will, it will go get hidden pretty quickly too. Um, so there are other ways to get more uh, visibility to your box. and yeah, you can just contact us and we can um, direct you to the right person and get you stats and pricing and everything like
0: that nice That's. that it sounds like a, a terrific opportunity and and yes uh, as a you know, you're you're looking to you know, you've got a a group of uh folks who love subscription boxes and they love learning about them and discovering in the newest box and seeing what's in it and what the you know what value's in it and who they might be able to give it for as a gift and uh, being able to get in front of that audience um, for f- for free by uh, g- you know, having an opportunity to get reviewed is is an absolute uh, great opportunity, and also uh, having some paid placement uh, in this group is you know the one of the f- one of the fascinating things about the subscription box world is the folks that subscribe to subscription boxes very rarely only subscribe to one box. Typically, they have multiple boxes that they're subscribing to
1: right and that's actually we get that feedback from a lot of um you know boxes that we've worked with in in that capacity of, of sponsorship and stuff they've you know gave us given us feedback where they've tried all sorts of different programs right so going to um you know maybe like a much larger just general women's lifestyle type type blog um and ex- you know maybe like so we have on average about a million unique visitors a month, over 10 million page views a month, but let's say they go for 10x that. Um, but they've come back to us and told us like, in re- what it turned out was that they're doing, they have better conversion with us um, because we already have that consumer who's in that mindset of subscribing. It's so much easier to get her to convert because she already knows how the whole thing works um, mm-hmm. versus someone who doesn't have any subscriptions and is confused and doesn't understand and isn't sure what, what it all entails and what to expect. Um, awesome. I even had, uh, uh, I think um, maybe like a year ago, Fabletics was um, in the news because some some customers weren't aware that they were signed for a subscription. There was a lawsuit and a, a journalist reached out to me to ask, you know, what are all your readers saying about this? And it, no one had ever brought up that it was confusing because everyone was through our site, was finding it from a subscription site. So. There, that was like a a known entity going into it. So it was just a different type of audience.
0: Mm-hmm. They're not going to be shocked and surprised to find out they're in a subscription because they're addicts of subscriptions. <laughs> yep. So um, th- if you had to kind of describe a profile or persona of the typical uh, subscription box customer, who would – who would that be what you know what are what is her age what 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 are they what is this person like that is that that loves these subscription boxes
1: sure so our typical audience um, she is in the age range of twenty five to thirty four um, she's uh, subscribes to at least two or three boxes at any given time she's mm-hmm. spending at least a hundred dollars a month on boxes um, and so that's Uh, pretty, I think, impressive considering uh, price points on these boxes. And so that's where she is. And she has about seven more boxes on her wish list too. So we have um, accounts on our site and uh, people can keep track of the boxes they have and the boxes that they want on their wish list. So we get additional data there.
0: Now, do you find that that persona is consistent uh, even for maybe folks that for men's boxes or other types of boxes where the, this customer is buying it as a gift or for their partner, um, you know, that, you know, is, is that a pretty consistent profile across? I'm, I'm sure there's di- differences, but uh, you know, this this customer seems to be a, a major driver in this market.
1: Yes. Our our audience is about 95% female. Um, at the same time, we are the top uh, affiliate for a lot of boxes that are targeting men, um, and in some ways, some of these boxes are actually work just as well for women. And in other ways, um, she's buying them for a husband, a brother, a partner, etc.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome, and 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 that is a very it's a very important thing when you are designing the box because a lot of folks are creating a box for a a very unique particular niche. And understanding that you really are targeting and talking to a 25 to 35 year old female, um, it, you know, it that that needs to weigh heavily in how you design your marketing, how the box looks, what the insert looks like, what the communication, how the language you're using, uh, the values that they have, um, are all going to be important factors in this customer. Definitely. Do you see any uh, regional distribution as you, do you, is it throughout the country? Uh, The United States in particular, is it uh, throughout the country? Is it uh, mostly in the middle? Is it mostly on the coasts? Where do you see the the customers coming, you know, regionally?
1: Um, It's it's pretty spun out for us. Um, I I think that what we see often, like we talked about, the the consumers that that find the convenience factor and this is a new way for them to shop and discover products, and then, for a lot of people too who who might still be shopping in person mortar they're getting exposed to products that just aren't in their their markets yet um, so I think it's a good mix and it works well for uh, pretty much everyone, but i'm a little biased of course
0: <laughs> absolutely of course um, now what are what do you see what are the most important elements for for a subscription box that's trying to uh, keep their customers as long as possible, increase their customer value, improve their retention, lower their churn rates. What is, are the most important things for those subscription boxes to do in order to keep their customer engaged and subscribed longer?
1: So we've seen a lot of companies try out um, like loyalty programs, so ways to... Um, Either, you know, maybe she gets points every month that add up that she can spend, and you know, if she were to cancel her subscription, she'd lose those points. Um, some subscriptions are are typically in like wait list only mode. So if you cancel, you might not be able to sign back up immediately. Um, and uh, we definitely have people who comment like that on the site. Like I will do spoilers and someone might say, I'm not feeling the spoiler, but I can't risk not getting in on the next box, so I'm just going to keep my subscription going. Um, I think uh, we've also seen like some some companies do really nice like thank you gifts or other rewards for like doing an annual subscription. Um, so, for example, Rachel Zoe Box of Style they send out like an annual holiday gift uh, thanking subscribers, which is really sweet and unexpected. Um, I actually like have, have had readers email me pictures of the gift and they're like in shock and really surprised and like, did you know about this Liz? How amazing is this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like those kind of nice surprise elements go a long way to show that they're appreciated. Um, obviously like on the flip side, a lot of consumers get upset when they see that, you know, there's a great new offer for new subscribers, but I'm already a subscriber and I don't get that offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If there's ways to either keep discounts minimal or on the flip side, um, give current subscribers a way to also take advantage of that deal. Um, so whether it's like you know, a free gift with subscription, if you sign up, maybe if they upgrade their subscription to an annual, they could get that free gift too.
0: Awesome. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, you always want... One of the impulses is to give discounts to try to get folks to, to come in and subscribe, but, man, your uh, existing subscribers really get irritated when they see those offers out there <laughs> and the, the new customers are getting the box cheaper than they're getting it and maybe they've been a subscriber for two years. hmm what uh, so if somebody is on the outside thinking about creating a subscription box, um, are there you know what are, what are the you know maybe three four five six or so boxes that they really ought to subscribe to uh, in order to uh, really get an understanding of what these bo- you know companies that are doing it really really well that as a at least to start their education in the subscription box world what, who should they be checking out and studying.
1: Sure. Um, so FabFitFun is a great quarterly box. That's 49 forty nine ninety nine a box. Um, and that is a women's lifestyle box. It's extremely popular on our site. Um, they also do extremely well with social media marketing. They have a ton of influencers, so that's one to look at from that perspective as well. Um, they offer a mix of beauty, fitness, home fashion items, Um, They're all full size. And they typically try to include a lot of products that are like selfie friendly, really great for beautiful Instagram photos, things like that. So it just naturally looks great on camera too and something you just want to share. They also do do a unique design for every box. So they're a great example to look at packaging and presentation. Um, They have a little mini-magazine that comes with a box that kind of gives you the background on every item, tips on how to use it, things like that. Um, so I definitely recommend checking out Sabs is fun. Another women's lifestyle popular box is Pop Sugar Must Have. It's $39.95 a month and they guarantee about $100 or more of uh, full-size products every month. And that's again, I think it was our most popular um, lifestyle box for women. women selected by MSA readers this year. Um, And it's another one where the packaging is great. There's a story with each box. There's a theme. Um, It's also useful to look at just like how they release spoilers, how they uh, do all that kind of stuff. Um, So that's a good one. Um, Let's see. I think Loot Crate, is. they do a fantastic job at packaging and branding um, and giving users additional content to like continue the experience, whether it's like an online game or something like that. Um, I think that's my husband's favorite box of all time. So that's a great one. And they have like hundreds of thousands of subscribers too. So they're they're shipping a ton of boxes every month. Um, and then uh, there is a company called Culturefly and they do quite a few different subscription boxes um, including uh, the Nick Box which is uh, like Nickelodeon TV shows from like my childhood, so it's like a box of nostalgia. Um, they do a couple different ones, but like the, the execution, the branding um, is amazing. And if you're interested in licensing products, if that's potentially in your future, um, they're like the gold standard on how to do it. So that would be a great one too. And their boxes are just stunning as well, like the physical boxes themselves. Um, and then I'd say Ipsy, which is just $10 a month. That is, like, one of the most popular beauty boxes, and um, they don't ship in a box. They ship in a mailer, um, and they include, like, a little makeup bag every month. So uh, kind of, like, a different take on it, but still interesting to see, like, what's really popular with, um, you know, probably over a million subscribers at this point.
0: It, and uh, Ipsy is just amazing. If you go to YouTube and just search Ipsy, there's, I think, last I looked, there's some 455 million uh, un- <laughs> un- unboxing videos. It's not, of course, unbagging videos. I guess for them <laughs> because where you know, their customers are you know, opening up their Ips- Ipsy bag and uh, and showing it to the camera uh, so their friends can see it. So it's unbelievably addictive. And and I'd also like <laughs> to echo the um, the uh, F- fab fit fun and. It, it's really one of the best examples that I have seen of the of the value build of the product, um, where with that insert, you know, they they build. You know, I featured this in my newsletter a month or so ago, where featuring their, you know, how they, you, most boxes will have a little card or a little insert to describe what the product is and maybe have a retail price, whereas FabFitFun maybe in four. Different ways demonstrates the value of each of the products and shows People wearing it and how to use it, and and then who else uses it, and then gives a profile of the designer or of the company. And there's several different ways of delivering the value in the product, and um, you know more them more than anybody you know, uh, really helps build that value in the in the product. So I absolutely echo that. And it's interesting, Liz, that the, many of your examples are on the Higher end, the more expensive boxes. If you were creating a box, would you go uh, on the on the smaller price? You know, maybe try to keep it less expensive, like an Ipsy at ten dollars a month, or would you go to a higher priced product, like a Fab FabFit Fund? Where where do you see as the you know having enough money to deliver a fabulous experience? Uh, or keeping the price really small so that the cus- customer kind of hardly even notices the charge. <laughs>
1: um, you know, I would probably go for um, the the higher price point, like the thirty-nine to forty-nine price point, and, and I'd do a quarterly box. Um, I think that's typically the advice I give to like some some companies who are thinking about it. Um, I usually recommend going quarterly so that they have more time to. Uh, figure out uh, what's working that they have more <laughs> lead time on everything and um, that they can they can do things in a seasonal manner um, and one thing like a lot of our readers who have quarterly subscriptions that they love um, would still we did a poll and they still would love to get even more from them so I think it's something where like start out quarterly see how that type of um, timing is working for you, and you can always add an add-on option in the future to you know maybe a $10 monthly boost where you get just like one of your favorite products a month in addition to the quarterly box. So nice. that's how I would do it. <laughs>
0: Well, I uh, absolutely encourage everybody thinking about getting in the subscription box world or wants more information about it, check out My Subscription Addiction. Um, and and also, uh, Liz, if uh, somebody's looking for consulting within the subscription box world or help uh, in uh, reaching customers uh, and uh, readers of My Subscription Addiction and wants to know more about the, the services and stuff that you offer, What's the best way for them to connect with you?
1: Sure. Um, So you can always email sponsors at mysubscriptionaddiction.com. And we also um, recently-ish launched our MSA Insiders Program. Um, So we have a panel of thousands of super passionate subscribers who want to give feedback to subscription box companies. So they fill out surveys for us. They give feedback on products. so if you are looking for either testing out the concept of a box or you're an existing subscription box company and you want feedback on future products or just to get a better sense of our demographic and, and ask all sorts of questions, like we, we have those opportunities as well. Um, and I would say too, if you <laughs> just want an additional fascinating thing to look at, uh, we have a swap site on our site. So we built swap functionality for our users about three years ago, um, and it's pretty interesting to look at that to see what are the most popular subscription box items. You know how are people exchanging items. We built it so that um, you know we could help her maximize the value of her box, minimize risk, feel good about subscribing for more things, um, and it's been a really fascinating source of data for us now too.
0: Wow. That is what an unbelievable insight into what folks uh, want and eagerly are looking for and more of and what they're willing to give up <laughs> out of their <laughs> subscription boxes. Fascinating. Liz, uh, it's always a pleasure to, uh, to to learn from you and hear what's going on in the subscription box. My goodness, you have... Um, you you, you you created a uh, perfect product, a you know, certainly informative website, but in a niche that was just about to explode. So it's a, 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 a certainly. Uh, what a, what a tremendous opportunity, and you have seized it by being very authentic and giving and, and uh, caring to everybody that you come across. So it's a great testament to you and, and what you've created. So congratulations, and, and thank you so much for the opportunity to, to learn from you today.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. That, that was awesome to hear. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's program. If you did, Please post a review on iTunes and subscribe. Uh, I love to hear review, your reviews. I love to hear from you. If you have any other suggestions for guests, feel free to reach out through my blog at robertsgrobe.com or post a review on the blog itself. Love to hear from you. My guest next week is Dina Bronze, she is the founder of the Kidnip Box. Look, your pets are a huge niche, but also a place that is super competitive very hard to break through the clutter and get your message heard. And Dina has been successful in growing a terrific subscription box business. We're going to talk about the process that she went through to identify a niche and how you can do the same for your new subscription offering. Uh, you know, Kitnip Boxes keys to long-term membership retention. Dina's recommendations for starting a niche subscription box, how to create community engagement, and how Kitnip Box will and engages new subscribers. All that and more coming up next week in membership and subscription growth. So make sure you subscribe today and we will see you next week.